This podcast is brought to you by the University of Aberdeen. Hello, and welcome to the University of Aberdeen podcast from the Rowett Institute. It is my great pleasure to introduce Professor Balkia de Roos. Balkia is a Deputy Director at the Rowett Institute, and some of her recent work has been in the area of precision nutrition. So this is the idea that individuals respond differently to different diets, and research in this area could help to inform successful dietary change across the country. So, Professor de Roos, welcome. Thank you. Can you tell us when and why you first became interested in science? Well, I think as a child, I was probably interested in science, but the environment I grew up with was very non-science. So I grew up in a small village, um, mostly farming communities. And none of my peers would go to university. None of my family had gone to university. So, But I do remember as a child that I would sometimes kind of prepare newspaper clippings on scientific items. Like I can remember kind of that is a long time ago that I, I, I get something on bacteria and ice cream, for example. So the, the, the science interest probably was there for a while, but um, it wasn't probably not until I went to university that I really got excited about science. That's really interesting that you, you found a way to get into science from a, a, a different angle when you were young. Absolutely, yes. So when and where did you study? What made you choose the courses to study? How did you get into nutrition research? Yeah, so so I went to Wageningen University in the Netherlands. Uh, and at that point, it was still called Agricultural University. Um, and they had to change the name because it didn't attract a lot of students. Uh, and eventually they became Wageningen University. And I went there because uh, of an open day and, and the research they presented at that point was really exciting. And I knew I wanted to do something with nutrition. So Wageningen seemed to place to to go um, and at that point it was a, and still is a very forward-looking university so when I went there in the 80s and 90s they already did research on climate issues and an alter- alternative proteins for example um, and I chose nutrition out of interest not even realizing that at that point the nutrition department in, in Wageningen was one of the most prominent nutrition departments in the world really and it was not until I went through the courses that I, I realized what a fantastic place Wageningen University was and uh, as, a, as, a, as a person going there um, it really shaped my thinking, my ways of doing research and importantly it really kind of built my network of, of like-minded people and, and nutrition scientists among them um, which I still benefit from uh, from now. That's really good so it was almost serendipitous that you ended up there and it got you into nutrition research. Yeah, yeah, sounds very much like it. So what type of scientist are you now and, and how did that bring you to work at the Rowett? So I studied nutrition and I became a nutrition scientist. So in, in one way, my research is very mechanistic. I'm trying to understand how foods and diets affect health and disease outcomes. But on the other hand, um, nutrition is a very applied science. So we're trying to make an impact on how people eat. And that is very much kind of... Um, the case for many people working at the Rowett, where we kind of really kind of cover a range from very mechanistic research to very applied research. And I think that's why I have been a very kind of good fit for the Rowett, because we have all those people uh, working there in different, almost different disciplines, uh, as nutrition is just such an interdisciplinary subject by itself. Thank you, Babia. Perhaps now I can ask about your work. 
What are your current research interests and what might the future hold? Yeah. So as you alluded to in your introduction, um, I'm very much interested in the area of precision nutrition and personalized nutrition. And this is a relatively new area for the nutrition field. Um, and it's really about how we are all different. We know we're all different, but we respond different to foods and, and diets as well. And, uh, and that's actually very important to exploit because in the future, we hope that our research can help to predict like, who will respond and who is not responding to a specific diet. So that will enable us to make our dietary guidelines a lot more specific and appropriate in the future. Yeah, that's really interesting because obviously a lot of the uh, conclusions are broad strokes from large groups. So it's interesting to try and find some more individual responses. Th that's true. Yeah, because like we, we are very um, uh, like we have been very used to population based research. So you basically tell whether a population will benefit from a specific food or diet. Uh, but in the end, I want to know whether it works for me personally. Right. So and I think that's an area where we are slowly heading into kind of with all the data we are collecting, we may be able in the future to tell whether individuals are going to respond to a specific diet rather than a whole population. Now, moving away from your research for a moment, do you have other responsibilities? Do you help with teaching perhaps, or do you run seminars? Yeah, so so research is very important to me and I, I hope I can uh, continue to do it for, for much longer. But um, as you already introduced me, I'm also the deputy director of the Rowett Institute, so uh, which means I'm doing quite a bit of people management. Um, and one of my responsibilities is actually teaching and nutrition. So yes, I, I'm doing quite a bit of teaching. Uh, we now run an accredited uh, program on campus and online in nutrition. And this is really to inspire the next generation of scientists and health professionals to kind of uh, become familiar with the research area of nutrition as well. So that is very exciting to do. Uh, and these programs are growing year on year. So they're it really indicates that there is a huge interest in, in the nutrition field. And I can imagine the online courses have been very popular within the last year as well. Yes, we, we have actually seen an incredible growth in, in students that are choosing to do it online. They may do that in addition to their, um, to their job, perhaps for upskilling or professional development. It may also be that people kind of perhaps thinking of switching careers or perhaps have lost their jobs and, and, and looking at other opportunities. So we have seen a wide range of people now engaging with our online program. And that is very interesting because it, it, it shows us that there is obviously an interest in nutrition and, um, and that's important for, for generally kind of the health of the population as well to get more people excited about this topic. Have there been any major career milestones or highlights or even obstacles that you have uh, come across in your career? Yeah, I think one of probably my, my most major career milestones was when I decided to apply for the deputy director role at the Rowett Institute. And uh, applying for this role was a major step for me. Uh, uh, and I was, as a consequence, kind of absolutely excited to hear that I was one of the candidates being chosen for this role. So. In a way, it was very daunting, um, but it also put me in a position to develop new ideas for the Rowett, which I find very exciting. So whilst on the one hand, it has been a very steep learning curve. Um, I've also really enjoyed the journey because I've got I had some very good people to work with and um, 
what I said, it really allowed me to kind of start some new developments in, in teaching, especially which uh, I think have worked out well and um, uh, allow you kind of to be in a position that you kind of be creative and and, and, and grow, grow the institute in different ways and, and this way teaching side of things. So that has been really, really enjoyable. Do you have any advice that you might give to women who are interested in a, a career in science or research? Yeah, well, I think probably one of the, the best things I, I've ever heard is just don't give up and, and try to be ambitious. It's, it's uh, sometimes kind of hard going because it is competitive and you really have to to work hard, but the more effort you put into your career, the more you get out of it. Um, and especially if that is in an area that inspires you. And an, another bit of advice I found hugely helpful is that you have to find role models. Um, you have to find colleagues that inspire you and who can help you kind of give you advice on your next career move. Uh, I've been able to find some of these role models and I'm in touch with them regularly. I, I admire them for the way they have moved about in their career and what they have um, uh, established in, in their scientific area. So um, actually interacting with them, talking to them is is um, a really good bit of advice I was ever told by other people. And I think I would really ask other people to do as well. Thank you, Pelkia. That is a really fascinating insight into your work at the Rowett and your journey through science. That is the end of our Rowett Institute Investigates podcast. It just remains for me to say thank you very much to Professor Bakir Duruz. Thanks. Thanks too. I really enjoyed kind of participating in this, this interview. This podcast is brought to you by the University of Aberdeen.